Okay, whoa. Okay, well, it's good to see you and to speak to you. And what I want to do is, I'm going to tell you a story that comes from this, comes from the Bible. And I'm not going to read the story to you, I'm going to tell you the story. And as I tell you the story, I need you to help me. Okay, so I need you to use your imagination. So when I say the words, I want you to try and imagine the picture in your head. So I'm going to tell you the story, and the young ones here will have no problem with this. You older folks, your imaginations have disappeared a long time ago, so you might have problems with this. But the young ones, they will have no problem with this at all. Okay, so the verse I'm going to read to you, and we'll get to this verse at the end of the story, is this. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. Right. Here's the story. So I need... There you come. There you come. There you come. One other side. You here? No, you're going on this side. Okay. Now, that's right. Okay, the story starts with two men. And these are going to be... My hand's stuck. These are going to be my two young men, okay? And this one is called Paul. What's he called? Paul. Let me hear it. What's he called? Paul. Paul. Still can't hear it. What is he called? Paul. Excellent. Okay, this is Paul, and this is Silas. Who's this? Silas. Silas. So we have Paul and Silas, okay? Have a seat. So we have Paul and Silas, and Paul and Silas came into a city called Philippi, and they were preaching the gospel, which means they were telling boys and girls and men and women about the Lord Jesus. That's what preaching the gospel is. And some people were delighted to hear that, and many people were not delighted to hear. In fact, who's Paul? You, Paul. There you come. Silas? Where Paul went, Silas followed. Okay, so you're going to be up and down quite a bit. So Paul and Silas were preaching the gospel really well, and lots of people were listening to them, and some of the people began to get quite aggressive and unhappy at what they heard. Have a seat. And as they got unhappy at what they heard, they went and they got soldiers, and they got the authorities to bring Paul and Silas before the governor, the man in charge. That's you. Up you come. So you're the boss. You're the governor. Okay. And the governor, who looked at Paul and Silas, decided, have a seat, that the best thing to do was to take Paul and Silas and to put them into a very large building. Now, this is where I need your imagination. So I'm going to describe it with my accent, and you're going to listen and imagine. You all can do it as well. So, Paul and Silas were taken by soldiers, one on one side, one on the other, and they were taken down into the city of Philippi. Let me describe the city of Philippi to you. So you can imagine this, I hope. So imagine the sky being blue and the, the, the ground being brown and dusty. It's very hot, 
and it's very crowded. So Paul and Silas are taken by soldiers down into the skies blue, the ground is brown and dusty, and they're taken down into this city. The streets are very narrow. Imagine the noise. So there's lots of people, there's lots of animals, and you can picture on one side you've got houses, and the other side you've got houses, and you've got people all over the place. So they're walking down these streets, and the streets are very narrow. And the sun is so strong, it's hot, and the ground is all dusty, and it's noisy. People are talking, they're buying, they're selling, they're doing whatever they're doing. And there's windows on either side, no glass, just shutters. We'll make the shutters blue. And the buildings are all brown and dirty. And Paul and Silas are getting taken along these very narrow streets. And eventually they come to this big building. Now the building, you imagine the building, the building is massive and it has got a flat roof picture this and it's a big square looking dirty horrible building and as they come up to the building Paul's here Silas is here they see a huge big gate now above the gate there is a title and it says prison so the gates open after the soldier does this he hits this really hard, and I'm not going to do that. And then the gates open, massive gates open, and there's a man standing inside the gates. Now, he is a very hairy, ugly, big man. Dave, you'll do. There you come. Well, he's big compared to me, Okay. And I think he's probably quite hairy because he hasn't shaved this morning. Yeah, he has. There he goes. Yep. Okay, have a seat. That's enough of that. And you see, the governor had sent him down. And here's the prison. He's the jailer. He's the man in charge of the prison. And if you can imagine, okay, this man would have been someone who might have a scar down his cheek. He probably didn't have hair on his head. He's a big, bald man. And he was really quite an intimidating man. He probably had been a soldier. So, he's told, you must keep these two prisoners safe. Don't lose them, whatever you do. If you lose one of these prisoners, you will lose your head. So, don't do that. So, he thought, what am I going to do? I can't lose these two prisoners, so I need to get them somewhere really safe. So, he said, I know exactly where to take them. So, he took Paul and Silas in one hand. He brought them into the prison. The door shut behind them, these huge big gates. And he took them through maybe about 20 feet, and then he found another set of double doors, okay? So the double doors, the wood's going up and down, the metal's going this way, and above the double doors was these words, outer prison, outer prison. So he opened the double doors, and as he opened the double doors, something came out the double doors and whack, hit him right in the face. It was a smell. It was stinking. And as they opened the double doors, inside there was people everywhere, lying about. There was people on the ground chained. There was folk fighting. There was people shouting stuff. And you can just imagine this outer prison. It was not a nice place. There was kind of water running down the walls, stone floors, the straw everywhere. There's little rats running about and all that kind of stuff. So they took Paul and Silas and he walked them right round the outer prison and he then came to a small door. Imagine a small door. So the outer prison's got big doors. You imagine this small door. Okay, it's only maybe this size. It's hardly ever been opened. It's all cobwebs round about. Okay, and there's a big padlock and the jailer, he goes up and we'll make it, 
We'll make it six steps, okay? Don't know why, but six will do. So he went up the steps. You count with me, okay? This front row and the second row, all of you. In fact, all of you, okay? You count with me. Let's see if the older ones can count, okay? Just the six. It's not difficult. Here we go. So we go up the steps. They go one, two, Excellent, they got it. Okay, all together, let me hear you say this. One, two, three, four, five, six. Can you say that? Okay, but I can hear it really loud. One, two, three, four, five, six. So they got to the top, number six, and there's this little door, and above the little door are two words, inner prison. So he got the key for his belt, put it in this padlock, turned the padlock, Opened the door. Listen to this. The door opened. And then he stood. And he kind of, whoa. Because inside there was these stone steps. And they went down into the dark. And there was just a cold breeze coming out. And as he took Paul and Silas, he had to take them down, 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 down. Right down these steps. And they went down and down. And eventually they came to the bottom. This was the inner prison. And he got them. Paul, Silas. Yeah, you're not finished. Okay. This isn't going to be pleasant. He got them. And I don't know how he did it, but he might have done something like that. And just, whoa, right down you go. And then, you come like that. Okay, you just go down of your own voluntary will. Okay, have a seat, have a seat, have a seat. Okay, he got him down like that. You're worried about your hair. Don't worry about your hair, okay? It's looking good. It's really good, okay? So legs flat, legs flat, legs flat. He then got him down like that in the inner prison. And then what he did was he got a, a set of stocks. Do you know what stocks are? Not socks, stocks. Okay, you've got cool socks, both of you. But he got this big wooden contraption and he put it over their legs so they couldn't move. And they were in the in, inner prison. It was dark, it was scary, it was horrible. Up you get, up you get, up you get. Up you get, Paul. Thank you very much. Have a seat. And he got them down there in the inner prison, got their legs in stocks, and he looked at them and he said, that's absolutely perfect. And then he came right back up the steps. He shut the inner prison door. He went right down the steps, six of them. So we need to go from six to one. Try this. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Got to the bottom, went right round the outer prison, shut the outer prison doors and thought, good job. No way will they escape. So later on, he thought, I better go and check on them. So he opened the double doors, said out of prison, opened the double doors. He went right round the outer prison. He came to the steps. He went one, two, three, four, five, six. And he went up and he saw the inner prison door. It was nice and shut and nothing had happened. And he listened and he listened carefully and he heard something he'd never heard before. He heard singing from the inner prison. And he listened carefully. Oh, they were singing. And the, the songs they were singing were happy songs, joyful songs. There were songs about a man called Jesus. There were songs about God. And he scratched his big bald head and he wondered, what's that all about? That's strange. Anyway, he went down the steps. Six, five, four, three, two, one. Six, five, four, three, two, one. And then he went round the outer prison, shut the outer prison doors. I thought, leave them. Leave them be. 
Then later in the night, he thought, I need to check them again. So he did the whole thing again, opened the double doors out of prison, right round out of prison. And then he came to six, one, two, three, four, five, six, and up, and he put his ear to it, and he heard something else. Now, the singing stopped, but the talking, they're talking. But they're not talking to each other. They're talking to God, and that's called prayer, because they were in there in a prison, but God was listening to them from heaven itself. And they're speaking to God, and they're praying to God. And he thought, what is this all about? Anytime I put people in that inner prison, they've been shouting and crying and all sorts of things, but no one has been singing. No one has been praying to God. And he thought long and hard about that, went back down the steps, 654321, right round the outer prison. It's nearly midnight, so he decides it's time to go to bed. And he went to his little room. And I can imagine this. He goes to his room, and he opened the door of his room, and he went to his room, and there's his bed. Oh, absolutely fantastic. What a day it's been. It's been a nightmare. Paul and Silas, had to get them in that inner prison, get that door locked, and then down, and back up, and back and forth, back and forth. And now here I am. It's time for bed. So what he did was this. He clambered up onto his bed. Now, hands up if you have two pillows. Two pillows? Anyone? Two pillows? I'm a two-pillow person. Anyone? Three? Three? Okay, right at the back. Unexpected, but interesting. Okay. Four. Okay, that's too much. Okay. Three is okay. To so anyway, he got, I imagine it like this, you see, I imagine him probably a two-pillow person. I imagine him getting his pillows, and f- you know that way you don't want to put your head in a flat pillow. That's just not good. So you want your pillow to be kind of up a wee bit, so I can imagine him getting his pillow up a wee bit. And he went from that... And he began to go to this. And just, you need to listen carefully, just that moment when his head just began to sink right into his pillow. You know that fantastic moment when everything goes quiet and then all of a sudden, bang, he jumped, just like you did. And he jumped right out of his skin because there was a massive noise at midnight. And he bolt upright went and he reached for his sword. His sword went in his scabbard. And he reached for his uniform, got that on, and he jumped. His first thought was this, what is happening? You see there was cracks going up the wall and across the ceiling. And there was bits falling off the ceiling. And the whole building was shaking. He wasn't dreaming. And he ran. Now normally in an earthquake, for that's what it was, you run out the building. He ran in the building. He ran in because his life depended on these prisoners not escaping. So he ran for it. And he came to the outer doors and the outer doors were hanging off. And then he ran right round the outer prison. And I don't know if he looked or not, but you know, I don't even think there were six steps, but we'll make it six. He went right up the six steps. One, two, three, four, five, six. And he came to the inner prison door and then he stopped because on the floor was the inner prison door. He stopped, and he looked in, and we have a word in Scotland, I don't know if you use it here, I doubt it, it's a word called stour, stour, and it just means dust, you Scots folk know that word, it just means dust and dirt, and I think all the stour was coming out of that inner prison, and he thought they're gone. What he did was this. He took his sword, 
And instead of holding it by the handle, he turned it around so that it was facing himself. And he thought, well, do you know, if my prisoners are gone, my life is gone. And he is just a moment from eternity. But then, boys and girls and adults, so are we all. So are we all. And he took a breath, and he was going to take his own life. And just as he thought about doing that, there came a voice out of the inner prison. Stop! Don't harm yourself! We're all here! Nobody had gone. Nobody had escaped. And out of the stewer came Paul and Silas. And this is what happened. The jailer dropped to his knees and he said these words. Sirs, what must I do to be saved? Now, he didn't mean saved from dying. He meant saved from his sin and saved to be in heaven. Saved from God's judgment and hell because he had been that close to going out to meet God. But then, boys and girls and adults, so are we all. Only a breath from eternity. Here's the answer. He didn't say, well, it depends who your mum and dad is. Didn't say it. He didn't say, well, do you know, it really depends how often you've gone to church. Never been in church in his life. There weren't any churches in those days. They hadn't been started. He, he didn't say, well, do you know, we're going to have to think about this and, and you're going to have to do a lot better. He said this. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved right now. That was the idea. Right now. And you know, boys and girls, that's exactly what he did. But it's not the end of the story. I'm not going to tell you the end of the story. You need to find that out yourself. So, here's how to find it out. Um, put your hand up like that. Okay? Don't worry, it's nothing extreme. Some nervous people. Put your hand up like that. And this is what we're going to do. Okay. Count with me. Don't be shy. Count with me. One. All together, please. Adults as well. Complete participation. All together. One, two, three, four, five. Now, can we all manage that? Surely. Right, we'll try again just in case. One, two, three, four, five. All the young kids, come on. All together last time. One, two, three, four, five. Now, what we need to do is change it so we do this. One, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one. Okay, all together. One, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one. Can you do that faster? Can you do it faster? You're not sure, let me try it. Okay, here we go, fast. One, two, three, four, five, four, three, two, one. Now, we'll do it the Bible way, okay? New Testament, here we go. With me? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. All together, all together, just in case I have to choose someone to come out and help me. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Faster. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts. Can you do this? Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, John, Luke, Mark, Matthew. Okay, all together. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, John, Luke, Mark, Matthew. Faster. 
Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, John, Luke, Mark, Matthew. Okay, put your hand up like that. Put your hand up like that. Do that. Do that. That's the book of the Bible you'll find that story in. Acts. Okay? Acts. Always remember that. When you want to know where the story is, remember that wee finger. Acts. Okay? Book number five. Chapter 16, and you go to about verse 30, 31, and read on. And you'll discover this. It wasn't just the jailer that gets saved. People in his family get saved. And you know the wonderful thing is just this, boys and girls, and with this I'm finished. It would be great if people here today got saved, just like the jailer, trusted the Lord Jesus, and then were able to tell other people in their family about the Lord Jesus Christ, and they can get saved. What must I do to be saved? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved. Thank you very much. Okay? I've got this sign. I think that means prayer. So we just pray and ask God's blessing upon the Sunday school and the